Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. This is your girl, Lady J, and you are tuned into the Business Banker Spotlight Show right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment. Of course, I have an amazing guest for you tonight, but as we always do before we get into that, we have to get the formalities out of the way. So if you would like to become a faithful JQLM radio listener or share with your family, friends, and followers, just download the JQLM radio app on any of your devices. You can listen anywhere, anytime, on any device. Um, also, you can get JQLM radio if you download the TuneIn radio app or the Stream a Simple radio app. Just search for JQLM radio when you open up those apps. Also, you can tune in straight from our Facebook page. Just click on the Use App button right there on the homepage or straight from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com. If you miss any of the live shows on air, you can catch those episodes on any of the major podcast platforms to include Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Deezer, and or CastBox. Also, make sure you follow, like, and share us on social media um, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at JQLM Radio or EgoIntNet. Follow Ego Entertainment on Facebook, Instagram, and Instagram, sorry, and Twitter at EgoIntNet. And you can catch Business Bangers Spotlight on Instagram at Business Bangers and on Facebook at Business Bangers. So now that we have the formalities out of the way, let me introduce our guest for tonight. Our guest is none other than Kamisha Hodge. She is uh, a number one best-selling author on Amazon and the founder of Noir Publications. Um, she offers publishing and writing development services. Welcome to the show, Kamisha. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on Business Bangers. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> No problem. So before we get into your interview, can you introduce yourself to our guests? Tell them who you are, where you're from, and what you do. No problem at all. My name is Kamisha Dre Hodge. Um, a lot of people call me Cam. I'm the CEO and founder of Sovereign Noir Publications, which is a publishing um, service specifically created to celebrate, honor, and support Black women writers worldwide. So what we do is we do publishing. We make sure that we give you guys uh, the opportunity to develop and produce high-quality books, not just books, but also journals and magazines and things of that nature. We also have uh, courses to help you learn how to do these things yourself um, in case you're one of those people that are interested in self-publishing. And in addition to that, we provide a, a variety of resources from webinars to write-ins to workshops and workbooks so we 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 do it all um just to make sure that we encourage black women to keep writing and to make sure that we uh recognize and reinforce that black women's voices are valid in the publishing industry um i was born and raised in washington dc i now live in arlington virginia i also lived in new york um back in 2007 I went to Lafayette College, got my bachelor's degree in English and African-American studies. Uh, in 2012, I got my master's degree in English and poetry. And I just recently, in 2017, got my publishing certification. So I'm 
I'm really in this to make sure that I contribute as much as I can to make sure that Black women are represented in the publishing industry. Awesome. You go, girl. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So I did not know that this publishing company um, and uh, writing development, uh, this writing development services that you provide are for Black women. I did not know that. So um, yeah, awesome black magic. So, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's talk about the thing or the person that inspired you to go down this particular path of entrepreneurship. Who or and or what inspired you to go this route? Well, back when I was in, you know. It all started, I, I want to say, when I was about three years old. I was three years old. My grandmother gave me, um, she bought the Hooked on Phonics. I don't know if they still make it, but she bought Hooked on Phonics for me. I was reading at three years old, um, and my mom was, you know, so enamored with the fact that I loved books. And so um, books and, and the love of books and the love of reading was instilled at a very, very young age. And so by the time I got to fourth grade, I was reading at a ninth grade level. By the time I got to ninth grade, I was reading at a collegiate level. And so um, one particular experience, I've been to a lot of different schools in my life, but um, in the 10th grade, I went to what is now Friendship Collegiate Academy, and I met my mentor. She was uh, at the time teaching journalism. And so um, me being on the communications track in high school, I was excited to be in that journalism class. But little did I know that she and I will form a very deep, very intimate bond um, because she knew that I had so much potential and she wanted to make sure that I capitalized on that. So as a self-published author herself, Mm -hmm. she would take me um, on the weekends with her to book tours. She would teach me how to count money and how to make sure that the register was always even. She showed me how to bundle products so that, um, you know, you can always upsell customers. Like she taught me right. entrepreneurship without me having to go to school. So her um, exposing me to that concept of making your own hustle and and being able to sell your work on your own terms was really important to me. Um, so because of that, I went into college thinking, wow, I have all of these poems and all of these writings that I have and everyone has always talked about how good of a writer I was prior to that I had won a couple of writing awards in DC anyway and so I decided when I was I think I was in my junior year no maybe maybe my junior year of college it was 2010 I don't really remember but um in 2010 before I graduated from college I had published my own book my own collection of poetry and um, it, it was a really great experience because I was able to create my own work from start to finish without having to worry too much about a traditional publisher um, making me change the narrative of my poems or making me change the, the, the design of the cover or making me change anything. It was what I wanted. It was how I wanted it to be. And it felt great that when I had my very first book launch, I sold over 200 copies. So it was it was fantastic. And mm-hmm. so with that knowledge and that experience, I went on to create two more books, 
one of which became an Amazon bestseller within two or three days. And it felt fantastic. So I literally owe all of this to my mom and my grandmother for Hooked on Phonics <laughs> and my mentor for taking me on those book tours because without that experience, I don't think I would have been as invested in becoming a, a publisher. Awesome. Amazing. So um, I know a lot of people, uh, well, I would say the millennials now, they probably know what Hooked on Phonics is. But <laughs> but a lot of uh, <laughs> people, I'm pretty sure, know exactly what Hooked on Phonics is. Um, and, it's so great. Uh, <laughs> and it's amazing that... Uh, it played a, a role in that, and it reminds me of the new the new curriculum that uh, most um, pre excuse me pre K schools are using, which is the Abeka curriculum. So, um, you know, it, oh. it allows children to read at a, a super advanced you know level. Mm -hmm. So, um, in reading becoming your passion and your mentor becoming one of your biggest influences and your mom and uh, your grandmother having a, a role in that. Um, what made you want to do publishing versus just becoming an author? Um, that is a great question. I, I think I just was tapped out. <laughs> <laughs> My, I'm, I'm very good with creative nonfiction, but uh, writing short stories is not very exciting for me. I've written three poetry books, so I'm, I was like, okay, I'm over that. I've done journalism, gotten awards for that, over that. Like, I have a really short career <laughs> attention span. Like, once I hit a certain level and I'm like, okay, I've accomplished my goal, now what? Right. I move on to something new. And so when it came to publishing my books, um, I actually really enjoyed the process of that. And so a few of my friends had found out that I had, you know, published my own books and were like, well, can you help me publish mine? So I had transitioned from author and writer to editor and publisher. And then from that point, um, I had transitioned from a, a, just someone who did it just to learn about it to someone who is actually making money publishing other people. And so at that point, it became it, a, a light bulb click. I was like, why don't I, I just make a publishing company? Like, <laughs> it makes sense to just make a publishing company so that I can do this in a more professional way instead of people just, you know, hearing about me from word of mouth. I don't have any, you know, any social media posts or anything that pretty much promote my work. So why don't I just create something? And so a friend of mine, uh, Charles and I created I2 Kings, One Queen Publishing, which is now defunct because of creative differences. But we had intended to just publish books from um, lower income areas. So publish books from authors who are from hoods all over the U.S. That was our goal. We wanted to create different programming, such as basketball tournaments to keep kids off the street, mm -hmm. writing contests to get kids into college for scholarships and things like that. And some of the programming that we came up with, he's executing in his own way. And and Sovereign Noir will be executing other of those ideas in our own way. But that was pretty much the catalyst that made me um, create Sovereign Noir. I love Black people, in, you know, in a general sense. Right. But if right. it weren't for my mother and my grandmother and my mentor, I literally would not be 
anywhere near publishing or or English for any of these uh, relevant fields. So I thought it was only proper to give them that honor and to give them that celebration and give them that um, thank you by creating a publication and creating a publishing company that thanks them and celebrates Black women all over the world. So that's how I got into publishing. And that's why I chose publishing, because Black women deserve so much more um, recognition in, in the publishing industry than we get. There was a Publishers Weekly survey. They do it annually. But in 2018, there was a survey that said Black women and Black men only composed 4%. No, at that time, it was 2%. It was 2% of the publishing industry were Black women and men. Only 2%. Oh, wow. That means 98% of them were not Black. <laughs> and <laughs> right. then last year's, last year's, I believe, was, um, but it might have been 3 in this year's. No, last year's was 4%. So it went from 2% in 2018 to 4% in 2019, which is not bad, but I don't think it is accurate. So you'll see if you look at the report, it's on Publishers Weekly. Okay. But um, it it doesn't, it tells you very clearly they only surveyed 60 publishing companies. And so you don't get the independent publishers like um, Beloved Publications, who has over 20 black women on her roster. You don't get that. Uh -huh. You don't get Tamika Newhouse's publishing company. You don't get, uh -huh. you know, the, the, the full flavor or the full effect of what black women are doing in the publishing industry. Right. Because as in society, we're always overlooked. And I'm 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 tired of it. <laughs> so I created Sovereign Noir um, to to pretty much give that recognition to Black women, and not just Black women writers, but Black women in publishing. On April seventeenth and eighteenth, we're having the Black Women Writers Virtual Summit. And most summits that you you know attend these days, they only promote their own businesses or their own affiliates or their own employees or what have you. Right. I I I, I don't do that. At the Black Women Writers Virtual Summit, I have three or four other publishers that are Black women that are speaking. I have a, a author from um, HarperCollins speaking. I have an editor who's worked with three of the big five publishers speaking. So I'm not a I, I don't see Black women as competition. I'm I'm all about collaboration, and you're not going to find a lot of companies that are like that. One of one of my biggest uh, so-called competitors in the industry because we both had the same target audience is Monique DeMensa of Make Your Mark Publishing Service. And we always collaborate with her, whether it's doing a book review for her stuff, whether it's going to her lives and asking questions and participating, whether it's sharing her things. I don't believe that there's enough space in this industry for us to be competing against each other. Everybody's going to win. More, more of us are going to win by working together than us trying to, you know, claw our way to the top. This industry already is not for us. So I agree. That's my I soapbox. <laughs> that's my soapbox. But I that is, in a nutshell, is why I created Sovereign Noir and why I'm in publishing right now. Awesome. Amazing. So uh, before we take our first break, I do want to ask, uh, or our only break, I should say. <laughs> I do want to ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, and in when you created your business, when you started your business, as any business, <laughs> especially small business, and when you enter into entrepreneurship, what would you say was your greatest challenge to overcome, and how did you do that? Oh, wow. Um, that is a really good question. My biggest challenge as an entrepreneur is, well, it's it's very difficult to say out loud, but it's true. Like a lot of the times we seek external validation for our ideas that we know are good ideas mm-hmm. and we don't necessarily create, we can create, we can create, we can think ourselves into a hole, but when it comes to time to just do it and to take that leap of faith on ourselves, that's the most challenging thing for me. Um, I think it was especially challenging because coming in, going into college, you always hear liberal arts majors don't make money. And so me knowing that I had these two degrees, me knowing that publishing industry is white, me knowing that I am, my name itself deters me from getting uh, a lot of jobs or things like that, I'm already having to fight against all these other obstacles. And so in fighting those obstacles, it becomes internalized like, well, am I even able to do this? Should I be doing this? Should I just get a safe job? Or should I just go work here until I get enough money? You like all of these different questions begin to surface. And the most difficult thing with all of that is, is, trying to ask family and friends to support you when they don't not necessarily care about your industry, but they're not interested. Right. So then you have to develop a whole new network of people who support you. Find your, your tribe, as they say these days, you have to find people who are going to support the idea of a black woman publishing company. You have to find someone who's going to support the idea of a young black girl from Southeast DC building her own business. So you have to find all of these external resources for support. And then you have to go through the entire process of building that business from scratch. So (laughs) so the most difficult part was definitely trying to prove to myself that, that I was worthy of this business and that this business is worth creating. So I really like that extremely honest answer. Um, (laughs) So uh, I think that is one of the biggest challenges for most entrepreneurs. Um, I know that myself, I try to uh, teach clients while you may ask, or they may be a, the first group that you ask to support you being your family and friends, Mm -hmm. uh, 99% of your support is going to come from complete strangers or exactly or those who who feel like they already know you just because they follow you on social media (laughs) so they're going to be your biggest and greatest supporter so that's one of the things that um, I learned extremely early on and then tried to prepare other people for so that they are not spinning their wheels and doing circles you know trying to get family and friends to support something that they are just not interested in or they don't believe in and unfortunately a lot of that has to do with feeling like being left behind or all that's just Mm -hmm. a little business or, you know, things of that sort. And it's, it's sad, but it's reality. So 
Yeah, um, sure. But at the same time, I also tell them too: you have to look at them as consumers as well. So, are they yep. even a part of your target market? Because if they're not a part of there your you target go. market, then they're not. There you go, right to, It's not something <laughs> that they right that they feel that they need, and you know, because uh, let's be honest, consumers shop out of emotion. So if they're not a mm-hmm. part of your target market, not part of your demographics, interests, and all that good stuff, then there's just not going to be a a supporter or a buyer or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. Um. So yes, that's a, that was a great point. Um. So we're gonna get ready to take our a break, and when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation. We're gonna um uh, talk to Kanisha about her success, uh, some more success that she has had in her business and uh, she's going to give us information on how you can reach out to her for services if you are a black woman who's interested in publishing and how you can follow and support her so stick and stay we'll be right back this is your girl Lady J and you are tuned into the Biggie Finger Spotlight Show right here on JQLM Radio a division of Ego Entertainment Listen, the song's crazy. You know, I, I got an idea, though. Make it a little crazy. You can't stop this here. You can't stop this here. Work too hard, my God. I'ma play my card. I'ma leave your atmosphere. It's so toxic. And I hear your gossip. I'ma wear they plotting. But I got no option. And I can't be stopped. I'ma keep on walking. And my power and my purpose. And that backbite is so worthless. And my faith on and it's working. I'm one of one and I'm certain that I won the battle. It's over. We did it. I'm still. I'm C. I'm P. No limit. Can't stop it. It's me and Corbin in the pocket. Got the plug in the socket. They told you that you couldn't do it because you washed up.
subscribe yet to our free online digital interactive magazine, The Ego Magazine? No? Well, head on over to www.egoentertainmentnet.com and subscribe now. This magazine is all about showcasing and supporting excellence in communities everywhere from music, arts and culture, relationships, finance, education, politics, sports, news, and so much more. While you're flipping through the pages, just click on the tents on the pictures that you see and you'll be taken to a whole nother world behind the articles. At Ego Entertainment, everyone is a star. There is something in it for everyone and I hope you are positively impacted by what you see and will continue to support. This is your girl, Lady J, owner and operator of Ego Entertainment and creator of the Ego Magazine. Enjoy. This is your girl, Lady J, and you are tuned in to the Business Banger Spotlight Show right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment. And we have been talking to Kamisha um, Hodge. She is a number one best-selling author on Amazon and the founder of Noir Publications. Um, she offers publishing and writing development services to black women. She wants to represent more black women you know, uh, black women, uh, entrepreneurs, authors, those who want to be writers um, in that industry. So um, definitely commend her on all of her accomplishments in making that happen. Um, so Kamisha, can you tell us, do you service, um, uh, do you service authors all over the United States or just in specific areas? We service authors worldwide. Um, our goal is to hit worldwide publishing by the end of the summer. So far, we've talked with one young lady from South Africa who is uh, getting ready to work with us. We have one person from New Orleans. We have one person from D.C. Um, we actually have two people from D.C., uh, and then, of course, you know, there are other women that we worked with before from different areas. We got Houston, we got Atlanta. So it's 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 becoming a, a nationwide thing. We've, we've been on the, the East Coast and somewhat the, the South, but we're, we're trying to make it nationwide and worldwide uh, by the end of the summer. So we, we're going global. Awesome. Amazing. And so I know that some are wondering... Is there something within your program that you offer to your clients that help them become number one best-selling authors, whether it be on Amazon or, you know, um, Barnes and Noble, Kindle, and things of that sort? Oh, for sure. Um, one of the main things that we provide a lot of you'll you'll find that if you look at those people who help self-published authors or hybrid publishing or things like that, they don't really offer marketing. They specifically give you a service, you ask to be published, and they publish you, and that's it. But what we do with our clients is we, we want you to thrive. Like, if you're paying us to help you publish a book, why not help you sell that book? A lot of people that we work with, 
don't even know how to properly write a book. And so with that knowledge, we find it very necessary to give them, a, as a part of our plan, a very basic marketing tool. We let them know up front, listen, you need beta readers. Beta readers are going to be the ones that will tell you if your book is trash or if it's not. And so you can either listen to the beta readers or you cannot. But you need those beta readers to gauge your level of the, the level of interest in your book. And you also need those beta readers to leave reviews on your book before it's even released. So a lot of the time, oh, people good. don't know how important book reviews are on Amazon and on Goodreads and on um, Barnes and & Nobles and things like that. Once you hit 25 book reviews on Amazon, you become one of those suggested books that you see at the bottom of the, the screen when you're when you're looking for a product. When you hit 50, you end up on their newsletter. So it's, it's, we, we tell all of our authors and all of our clients the same thing. Like, we're telling you what you need to do to get to this status. We can't make you do it, but we're giving you game for free so that you can do something to get on these lists. We tell people all the time, you have to, you have to contact all of the local organizations that you know that are relevant to your book's topic. You're not going to get paid up front to speak at these organizations, but you got to look at the long run. Right. If you're speaking, if you're writing a book about domestic violence, speak to a women's shelter that is specifically for or, or for or about domestic violence. That way, you become a um, a leader in your field within months. Go to a high school and talk about uh, dangerous relationships and healthy relationships so that you can add that to your media sheet, your press kit. Like there's a lot of different things that we tell our authors and our clients that other people I don't think are telling their clients. And it's, the onus is not on us as publishers to make sure that authors' books are um, hidden number one. But we can only make authors go as far as they want to go. So, like, as far as getting – I can make sure you have a 100% high-quality, beautiful, banging, error-free book all I want. I can do that all day. But when it comes to making sure you're marketing your book, I can't do that. Right. I can't market your book for you. If you do not have the passion or if you are not comfortable selling your own product, I can't help you with that. Um, and so that's that's one of the things I tell my clients all the time. And even in like uh, every Monday on our IG Live, we talk about different marketing strategies. I think last week we talked about building landing pages and um, creating lead magnets as authors and what those sorts of things look like, how they can market and how they can bundle their packages. And so it's not that we, we're not just giving our information to our clients. We're not, you know, selfish in that way. We have an audience on Instagram of over 1,400 people. So we give all of our followers that information. We want all of them to thrive. Everyone that follows us isn't necessarily looking to get published, but everybody that follows us is somewhat related to the publishing industry, whether they're writers, whether they're publishers, whether they're editors, whether they're graphic designers. We want to make sure that the information that we give is not just for authors or about authors, but it's about being in the industry and being a business because a lot of people don't think about authorship as being a business. If you are looking at a contract and your name is on it, you're a business. If you have to if you have to take taxes and put it to the side right. based off of your royalty, that's a business. You know what I'm saying? And so people right. don't think like that. 
So it's it's a lot of a lot of um mindset shifting that we do in order to help make sure that our clients do make it to those number one lists. But again, it's not on us. We we try to make sure that we emphasize this is the game. If you play it the right way, you can win. If you don't play it at all, then you just have a book that you just paid to get published and you're not gonna get any return on your investment. And so right. it's it's very you know, it's very simple. Either you're going to sell your book or you're not. <laughs> exactly. And I don't think a lot of people look at that in in a lot of different industries, you know, going to, so even speakers, so me being an author and a speaker, having to do certain mm-hmm. things, you know, where you don't get paid right off the bat, that's an investment. It's an investment in, in, yeah. in yourself. So um, it's a, it's an in-kind, if you will investment yep. it's not a monetary investment so you know you have to do both and you have to consistently invest in yourself in order to be successful exactly so, um i think that that is amazing because uh, as you said a lot of publishing companies don't offer that and if they do offer marketing uh and promotion Ooh, it's like expensive. That, extra, <laughs> extra fee. i mean even some of the big publishers uh, i know mm-hmm. uh, when they reach out to you me personally, my experience was they, you know, they wanted me to pay like ten thousand dollars. I'm not paying you that, you know. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you know oh, and a, and another money. thing about like big publishers is a lot of people don't realize that. And when we had we had a workshop on this because I was getting frustrated. A lot of people think that oh, I want to be a, I want to get picked up by Penguin or HarperCollins or random. And it's like you you don't even know what. Do you know how publishing works, how traditional publishing works? And the answer most likely is no. You get an author advance of 5000 to 15000 That's usually what they give to new authors, right? But the royalties are awful. You get between 8 and 15% of your royalties, and that's after they recoup all the money that they, that they gave you as an advance. Exactly. See, people don't think about that. It's like a loan, okay? So, like... <laughs> It, it it's really mind boggling and so that's that's one of the reasons why we always tell we always get information about like listen this is what you're looking at you want to be traditionally published i know you're not going to do the research but i'm going to tell right. you this information so that you don't go in looking like boo boo the fool exactly you know what i'm saying so that's um, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh do you offer the writing development services um, in addition to the publishing or does someone have to do the publishing and the writing development get the get both at the same time can they just get writing development services yeah we offer a lot of different writing development and a lot of other types of resources as well so for example I'm in the process of transferring one of our on we had we had a writing master class and I'm in the process of transferring that information into a course. So we have separate courses. We have a novel writing course for people that want to learn how to create more in depth fiction novels. We have um a self publishing course that teaches people step by step how to how to create their own publications, their own high quality publication. And I know I use the word high quality a lot. But uh, there's there's a big difference that you can see between self-published works and traditionally published works. Like there's there's a lot of times where you can just look at a book coming, you're like, wow, I can definitely tell that this is self-published, and it shouldn't be like that. 
So we definitely make sure that we talk about all sorts of like how to outsource quality graphic designers. If your budget is not $250, you can find one on Fiverr for a solid 35. You know what I mean? So like we we give all of that information um, in a variety of different ways. So you don't have to be a client of ours to necessarily get writing development or writing coaching or learn how to write a novel or learn how to self-publish. We we give that stuff. We we have services and, and different products to help promote that. But um, most of our clients that work with us do end up publishing with us. And I'm very blessed to be able to say that even amid this COVID situation, we had three or four people reach out to us this week already awesome. talking about uh, being published. And that's because they know that this is a time where, and we've been saying this for since March, if you're dependent on someone else for your check, or if you're working for someone who can lay you off and not think about it twice, right. you don't need to be there. That's not where you need to be. <laughs> right. That is not where you need to be. When I was, I think, 22 or 23, I was working at Chipotle, and I was in New York. The Chipotle was in D.C., and there was a blizzard, right? And so one of my supervisors called and said, hey, are you going to be able to make your shift today? And I'm like, dude, like, it's it's a blizzard. Like, what, what do you, like, I don't understand what you're asking me right now. No, I'm not coming in. <laughs> right. Well, if you don't come in, then you might not have a job tomorrow. So you know what I did? I got on that bus and went home. Went to work, and what happened? Oh, we're leaving in an hour, so y'all can shut down. No. Right. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely. I was very upset. And then after that, I'm not the type of person that takes off work a lot. So um, I was like, hey, I don't feel well. I can't come in today. And they asked whether I had a substitute. And I was like, no, like any other person can just not show up to work. Like I'm literally in here sick. And they said, well, either you come to work or you just have to find another job. I was like, okay, fine. I quit. Bye. <laughs> Right, and sometimes you have to do, like you, you have to be like that. So, like it, it, it's it's like ridiculous. And so, you know, from that moment on, I was like, if somebody's willing to keep treating me like I'm invaluable to their company, I don't need to be there, and I can work for myself for that. And so, I try to make sure that um, a lot of our writers and authors that follow us know that they have the ability to work for themselves, and they have the ability to make their business, their book, their entire business. And I try to tell them, you know, there's, as an author, there should be at least seven different ways that you're making money from your book, right. at least. You can have a podcast with affiliate sales. You can have merchandise. You can have um, speaking engagement based off the content in your, in your book. Right, you can right. bundle items with your book, partnership with other, like it's so many different things that people can do and I think it's just that fear of financial insecurity that causes a lot of people to just be like, um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's perfectly normal. But um, to circle back, that's why we offer all of these resources so that people can't say, well, I can't do it because, or I, I don't know how, or, you know, give all these different reasons. We, we have everything you need. Exactly. It's literally just a matter of you deciding that this is something that you actually want to do. 
And sometimes when you put that mirror in front of people, they, you know, they step back because they don't want to see what what the truth is. So <laughs> right, and and that's uh, <laughs> and, and that's a lot of us. I mean, it, 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 you got to do the work. Um, real quick, yeah. we have four and a half minutes left in the show, so we're gonna do our business banger tip for the week real quick, and then we'll, after that, um, we're going to get the information from Tanisha on how you all can contact her and support her. So. Our business banger tip for this week is entitled Possibilities. The impossible becomes possible when you start to believe it can happen. What you do after that determines whether or not it manifests. You must do the work if you want to walk in success. That is your business banger tip for the week. All right, Kamisha, if you wouldn't mind... uh, letting our listeners know how they can contact you if they would like to uh, support you and or receive any of your services. Oh, fantastic. You guys can reach out. We're everywhere. Like everywhere we're Sovereign Noir. So it's S-O-V-E-R E-I-G-N N-O-I-R. So the, the word Sovereign, the word Noir. On Instagram, we're Sovereign Dot Noir. On Twitter, we're just Sovereign Noir. Facebook, we're Sovereign Noir. We're even on LinkedIn, Sovereign Noir Publications. Um, if you want to contact me personally, I usually check the DMs, and I'm 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 usually doing a social media. So you know, just slide in our DMs. I'll likely answer. I will let you know that it's me if it's me. Um, if you want to hit me up with an email, you can definitely send one to Kamisha at SovereignNoir.com, K-A-M-E-I-S-H-A at S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N-N-O-I-R.com. Um, or you can just visit SovereignNoir.com, and it'll give you all the information that you need. We also have a podcast called the Black Women Writers Podcast that we just revamped. Our latest episode has our first hybrid client, Kayana Ebony Brown, where she talks about nothing but a number. So um, come through. <laughs> <laughs> well, come y'all through. make sure y'all reach out. Make sure you go follow and support. I know I'm definitely going to do that. Um, I Thank will you. post it um, under the uh, post that was promoting her interview for today on the Business Banger Spotlight show on Facebook and Instagram. So make sure that you all can go there and click to uh, so that you can go, I can go to her website and, you know, her social media site. So I'll post that um, in the comments under those posts. Um, again, uh, Kamisha, I want to thank you for being my guest tonight. You did. A- thank a- you. absolutely love what you're doing um you know trying to represent for the black women for black women everywhere actually in the writing industry um it is very much needed um and as an author myself um like i said i have to commend you Um, while i have published a couple books myself and and helped others um it's always amazing to see people that um have taken things to the next level as they are banging in business Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. And I appreciate what you're doing as well. I, I really thank you for letting me uh, come onto your platform and tell 
uh, your listeners about what we're doing and what we're trying to do for the community. So I appreciate you as well. Thank you, girl. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> well, we have come to the end of the show, y'all. The time goes by so fast. Um, <laughs> it does. So... Again, if you all would like to uh, follow Kamisha or uh, reach out to her, um, the info will be posted in the comment section below her promo for the show on Business Banger Spotlight uh, on Facebook and Business Bangers on Instagram. So make sure that you go over there and check it out. Again, you have been tuned in to another edition of the Business Banger Spotlight show right here on JQL on Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network with your girl, Lady J. Thank you for joining me. And remember, Business Bangers, stay ready.